Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Monday. Not just any Monday. It's the start of Christmas week Monday. That's right. Christmas hits on a Sunday this week. Actually, if you're technical, the start of a week can be looked at as Sunday. So this is the pre-Christmas. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Christmas is coming up this week. Hope you're having a good one. Hope you got your shopping done or it's almost done. Or maybe you're just not doing shopping at all. One of these years, I'm going to try that see how it works. Chad and Zay on a Monday, and we have so much different thing, so many different things to talk about, different sports to hit. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? I was telling you out in this hallway, Chad, this was the most overwhelming but great sports weekend of my life. And I'm doing good. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I don't think I've watched as many sports on as many devices as I did. Oh man, different over sports. The weekend. It was nuts. But uh, it was fun. It was fun. I watched everything but cornhole this weekend. <laughs> I watched everything but uh tennis and backgammon this weekend. My goodness. Lots of stuff to get into. Something that Longhorn fans knew deep down was going to happen has officially happened. We will get to that. Uh, but we probably should start with, I guess you could consider this something that Longhorn fans deep down, they knew would happen. And now it's officially happened. Congratulations to the national championship volleyball team, Absolutely. ladies and gentlemen. You talk about finishing things off. We talked about that. You have to talk about that team at a different level. You can't talk about them as say, well, isn't it great that they got to the Final Four? No, you can't talk about them like that. They've been 10 out of 15 years. They they know all about the Final Four. They needed to finish the deal. And they did. Fourth national title for the Texas volleyball team. They hadn't won one since 2012. They knew that. They knew they had to close the door. And Zay, when they closed that door, it was definitive. They lost one set in the Final Four, from the Final Four championship match, they lost one set combined, and they swept the championship match. Yeah, they won six straight sets, if you include that San Diego game and being Louisville. Mm-hmm. They lost that first set against San Diego, and then they just turned it up. And, man, this Coach Elliott squad, this is a special team. It all started with Logan Eggleston, the player of the year. She showed why she's the player of the year. She showed why she's a three-time Big 12 player of the year. And she could bounce kill as good as I've ever seen. And, yeah, I've seen some volleyball growing up. Sister played back in the day. So, okay. yeah, I've seen some high-level volleyball. I know those Dripping Springs girls around here, they won state this past year. So yep. I know there's probably some girls that Coach Elliott will probably recruit over there. But, man, this team, to go on to Omaha and just completely dominate the way they did, it's impressive. And even though Logan Eggleston gets a lot of credit, as she should, being the player of the year, 
Zoe Fleck, she might be my favorite player. Her playing that libero spot, mm-hmm. she's everywhere. She's always hustling, always diving on the floor. A little bitty old thing, especially you can volleyball. Think of these girls being six three, six two. Nah, right. she's probably five foot some, which the libero usually is. But man, the way that she puts her body on the line, she had fourteen digs in this last game against Louisville, which she didn't need to do as much because they only played three sets. Just you know, going three and oh, Sage K Torres, she's terrific with her assist. Like it seems just like money when Zoe Fleck dives on the floor, it goes straight to uh, uh, Sage K Torres, then she sets it up perfectly for Logan Eggleston to kill. That's just, it's just the beauty to watch. And this team was special. Asia O'Neill, she had a terrific season. Jermaine O'Neill's daughter, which, <laughs> Jermaine O'Neill's daughter, seven foot NBA player. Yeah, yeah, she, you knew she was going to use that height to some of her ability. Definitely athletic there. Great genes. Madison Skinner had a terrific season, also, terrific game. She had 12 kills. And yeah, they deserve this national championship. And I know Coach Elliott got that monkey off his back, which he hasn't won in over a decade. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was big, very big. When San Diego won that first set, you could at that moment you might make the argument that they had Texas's attention. What they did is made them mad, and then they just, like you <laughs> yeah. said, stormed through six straight for the national championship. Congratulations to the Texas volleyball team. They got the light the tower treatment last night. A very cool tradition, of course, at the University of Texas. Light that tower up and throw a one on it for a national championship. And they got their pictures taken at the fountain and the whole deal. So uh, very, very cool. Hopefully, uh, if you are one of those people that needed uh, a tower shot. Maybe you get out there last night and get that picture uh, taken there. Uh, so congrats to the volleyball team. Also a big congratulations due for a heck of a career that is now officially over. Let's get to the spec set piece and tell you about that official news. The spec set piece is brought to you by Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods. The biggest saves of the match started Specs, official partner of Austin FC. Specs, the fun starts here. Well, the Longhorn team entrance to football games got a little less stylish. Other guys are going to have to step up now because two of the guys that I always notice when that team is walking in are Overshone and Robinson. DeMarvion started rocking that cowboy hat along the way, but always had the suit looking uh, looking right, no matter what color it was. I can remember different colored suits, but always yeah, he's, he's a fly country boy. He really is, and always looks looks sharp. Uh, always wearing boots that I could never afford, uh, probably. <laughs> it just always looking good. And then Bijan Robinson always looking classy. Had the hair right every time. He was always taking the extra time to see fans and sign autographs and all of that. Uh, over the weekend, DeMarvion overshone through so social media let everybody know he is going to forego his senior year and head to the NFL and today Bijan Robinson made it official and of course Zay he couldn't just do it on social media like the kids today he went old school he went media event they had the media show up and able to do Q&A afterwards but he did announce that he is foregoing his senior year he is not going to play in the bowl game and uh, his next stop is draft day. Yeah, and I hope Longhorn fans aren't surprised at all. We've been talking about it all year long. This would be most, most likely Bijan Robinson's last year, and we saw today he announced it for sure. And Yeah, I knew it was for sure done, Chad, this past Friday when I saw him at the Lakers game hanging out with Rich Paul and Braun them. See, yeah, those yes. guys, LeBron James, he, you can say what you want about him hooping or whatever he's done, China and stuff, say what you want. He's a pretty decent businessman. I see him all over the place. He makes a lot of money. 
He hires his friends, makes his friends go do business school, Maverick Carter, Rich Paul. Now those guys make money. They got clutch sports. And Bijan Robinson, he understands that. So, yeah, I, it wouldn't be dumb of him at all to join clutch sports with this announcement. Not one bit. So when you knew that the football team was in San Antonio getting ready for the bowl and oh, yeah. B, and Bijan accepted the Doak Walker here in Austin, that was kind of an indicator. But this one was definitely Ooh, an indicator. Yeah. When you know the team is getting ready for the bowl game and you're thinking, hmm, hang out with LeBron backstage yeah wouldn't consider that bowl prep mm-hmm. okay all yeah. right and I feel like Brian probably play, pay for dinner too wherever <laughs> they went probably pay for dinner yeah. it was probably very expensive and LeBron was probably like look man we know you're gonna be nice we're nice here we can make you a lot of money I know people and B. John Robinson was like okay I'm gonna make my announcement on Monday so thank you five what you did this year unbelievable what you did in these three seasons absolutely unbelievable I wish Tom Herman and Steve Sarkeesian would have given you more carries at times absolutely but all in all hey he did what he was supposed to do and that was to be the excellent running back that he is and then some isn't it crazy he ranks fourth all-time in Longhorn history with over 3,400 rushing yards and what you just said, I would agree with. I think Longhorn fans are always going to remember not only what was, but what could have been with B. John Robinson. Oh, yeah. My guy Jeff Howe talks about it all the time, which Jeff Howe get well soon. Uh, he talks about, you know, B, Tom Herman might still be here if B. John Robinson got more touches that yeah. freshman year. 41 total touchdowns, 33 rushing, 8 receiving, 4,215 tandem yards, 33 rushing touchdowns, third most in program history. He has the third most rushing touchdowns in the history of Texas. It's bananas. And they didn't use him enough. No. That's crazy. No, we should have threw him the ball more because he might be the best receiver on the team. Should have done that. 805 yards through the air, 13.4 per catch, 60 catches for 805 and 8 touchdowns. And the 805, say, the receiving yards, that's third all-time by a Texas running back. Fourth all-time in rushing yards, third all-time in receiving yards, third all-time, what did I say, in rushing touchdowns. And only played three years. And played, yeah, and only played three years. Most of those guys that are ahead of him all play four. Wow, uh, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, and uh, just such a, an interesting young man. We're going to talk to Joe Cook of Inside Texas, as we always do on Mondays. Joe was over there for the media availability with Bijan. I know those guys had a good time. Uh, as much as they would love to keep covering Bijan, we all understand this decision. I've said it for years. If you seriously ask the question, should I play, you probably shouldn't. You probably shouldn't. Hell no. You don't need that stuff on your mind. You either want to go play or you don't. I would I would love for you to play if that's what you want to do, but I understand this, I, this decision. I would not because now I'm not focusing on a good game. I'm not focusing on Texas versus Washington being a good game. I'm worried about B. John Robinson's safety the right. whole game. Yes, yeah, And that, just having something very dramatic, God forbid, type thing yeah. happen. And that, I, I, I just can't know. But aren't you worried about Quinn Ewer's safety? No, no, because he doesn't play running back. Aren't you worried about the? Aren't you worried about Jonathan Brooks' safety? No, no, no. Why is that? Why is that different? Because I, because I, of that worth that's hanging yes, over. Yes, because of the worth. <laughs> yeah, right. that's exactly what it that's is. That's it. It's that worth. Because it's the worth. Yeah, it's like be, like Bijan Robinson could be one of the best running backs in the next decade. Like that's how good he right. is. And then when you're one of the best running backs in a decade, that makes you one of the best running backs in NFL history. I don't know if Jonathan Brooks is there yet. I hope he could get there. Right. But I know B. John Robinson 
could be there for yeah. sure. That top end potential. Yeah, a lot of potential there. Yeah. Somebody said Bijan only played two years. Yeah, we get it. We get it. <laughs> We get what you're saying. Oh, my God. That is fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, we're also getting some texters uh, who are glad we mentioned the vo- oh. the volleyball team today in that national championship. We I will- still saw T. Keontae Ingram went on to U- uh, U- USC and had a decent season. Mm-hmm. I'm still salty about that. Yeah. That still kind of grinds my gears a little bit. I understand it because you're a Texas Longhorn football fan and he's a running back. Yeah. Y'all kind of collect great ones of those. It's important to y'all. It yeah. should be. It's part of your DNA. And that's what was so frustrating at times to watch the Bijan situation. It's what will also be fascinating to trans- transfer forward once we start getting into Texas, Washington, and where Steve Sarkeesian goes from here. What Steve Sarkeesian's offense going to look like now? Because he wouldn't absolutely focus on a run game when fans thought he needed to, when the media thought he needed to, when football kind of dictated that he needed to. He wouldn't do it when he had B. John Robinson and Roshan and Keelan Robinson. What's he going to do now? That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. To, yeah, of like, that's, how, that's what's scary. How does it change? This bowl game is the first uh, kind of version of that. So it's official now. No Bijan in the bowl game. No DeMarvion Overshone. And then we would expect Roshan Johnson to make the same decision. He has not done that yet. Number two still technically uh, is a Texas Longhorn, but the expectation is that he's not going to play in the bowl game either and may make a similar announcement pretty quick. Yeah, I saw him watching his alma mater play in the state championship game this weekend. Let's uh, go to the DeMarvion Overshawn a little bit because since he's leaving, let's mm-hmm. just talk about him a bit. Just kind of didn't think he got everything that – he could have here at the University of Texas. And not I don't think it was all his fault. It's really difficult changing positions and changing defensive coordinators and changing schemes and stuff like that. The talent's clearly there. And I I feel him for trying to capitalize on, you know, his opportunity and his talent. Because the NFL, they see that. They see, you know, just how straight freaky he is and you know sometimes his decision making as a linebacker it was sometimes a second guess but that just has to do with the transition of going from a big big safety to mm, kind of an undersized linebacker now he's I might he might have to put on a little bit more weight to sustain an NFL career if he even like really makes it but yeah what's the position in the NFL for him I mean, yeah. You kind of caught between. That's a, that's the thing. Yeah, it might. It just depends on the scheme, I guess. Man, I can't wait to see if a de- if the right defensive coordinator in the right system figures it out with him. I think there's a. I think there's a sky's the limit to him. I just I'm I'm not smart enough football wise to figure out what it no. is. But there's got to be some some scheme in the NFL that could take advantage of what that dude is. If you're an NFL scout, and this is way out there. But his complete high for potential-wise to me is like a Cam Chancellor who used to play for like mm. Legion of Boom. Oh, yeah. Like that's what – but I don't think he can run that 4-3 that Cam Chancellor did coming out of Virginia right. Tech. That and com- combine's going to be interesting yeah, for Overshaw. I don't know yep. if he has – now he does have freaky athleticism, but Cam Chancellor was different. Yeah. And he was insane. Like just his mentality and how he hit during – an era where they were trying to really get rid of those hits, and he was still able to be successful in that Legion of Boom Seattle Seahawks defense that was mm-hmm. really good for all those years. That's that's what when you see him, you're like, oh man, that his body type could be a Cam Chancellor. But then 
are you going to move him back to that strong safety position? Now he has to learn that, you know, learn that technique again. That's just that could be a lot for somebody his his age. Yeah. Oh man, Cam Chancellor is bringing back some uh, some and Cam Chancellor, if I'm recalling, he was a late round draft pick, like sixth yeah, or seventh steal. round, what something like steal. that. <laughs> what a steal! Great value in the draft for a guy like that. Uh, yeah. Somebody here already texted us just the word safety for yeah. uh, for Demarvion Overshown. In my mind, yes, I think that you know ultimately it's probably going to be that for him, and you wish him nothing but the best. And then speaking of combines, man. Bijan Robinson's combine ought to be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm I'm interested what he what he's gonna do and what's not he gonna do. Uh huh. Because he doesn't have to do much. No, nope. I'll right. be honest. I wouldn't do much. I'd have made my pro day here, just uh, you know, for recruiting wise, and it looks good for the university. But other than that, like, what do you need to take that trip to Indianapolis for? Maybe to get some underwear. That's about it. And get your measurements in, but. Why? Why do you need to run the forty? Well, well, why? Just you know, maybe his competitive nature will do that. But even if he doesn't do any of those things, he's the first running back taken off the board. So that is the projection right now. At least that's what, uh, like the the uh, I was not not Kuiper. It's McShay, the mock draft that had him going five to the Eagles. That is the projection right now uh, that he would be the first running back off the board. So yeah, especially if you if. You think a team would consider you that high? Um, would he go through that? So yeah, maybe you show up at Indy and you run your forty and get out. I'd, yeah. lo- I'd love to see him go through the pass route stuff, though. Show yeah, him that would be fun. Show him that part of him. Yeah, right. Show him all those different things because they've changed that up a little bit over the last few years. Or having him run different types of routes. Uh, somebody bringing up uh, Jaron Curse as maybe a comp. No, for Overshown at the next level. No, you see yeah, that one? No, I don't see that one. No, from Tennessee. Edge rusher, Javon Curse? No, 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 no. Javon Curse, the guy with the Cowboys now. Oh, oh. Not Javon Curse. I'm about to say. Okay. No, 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 no. Nobody's Javon Curse. Oh, I'm Kurs. about to say. Javon okay. Curse. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's uh, not as bad. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah no, I'm you... about to say. <laughs> For some reason, Javon Curse. thought he meant the freak. I was about to say. Uh, yeah. By the way, that shows you how freakish Javon Curse was. The Yo. fact that someone was trying to comp- – you thought that was the comparison, and you're like, look, DeMarvion Overshone is just not that freaky, okay? And, that, and, and you're right, he's not. That son of a B. I can't name you anybody on that 99 team that went to the Super Bowl on that defense <laughs> except him. That's it. I know I was young oh, and stuff, God. but he's that dude caused serious havoc. Yeah, he was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. Defensively, he is one of the big reasons. I could go look up and see who else was on that team, but obviously you have McNair and that crew on the offensive side. Yeah, he was George. a big reason they got there on the, the defensive side. Uh, a lot of different uh, thoughts coming in on the Specs text line. Let us know what you think. 337-3776. Bijan Robinson is headed to the pros. He made it official today. He'll forego the bowl game and his senior year. Uh, that means he's headed to the NFL. Speaking of the NFL, did you catch Sunday or Saturday in the NFL? There's so much to get to. Cowboys lose in Jacksonville on that play. Texans lost to the Chiefs in overtime on that play. And the Raiders and Patriots ended on that play. We could spend the rest of the day on any of those three. We'll start with the Cowboys and see how far we get. Don't move. It's the horn. Watch out, you better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town, he is making a list. 
All right. Going Christmassy. Sounds like we're going drunk Vegas Christmassy, too. Sounds like old Blue Eyes, little Frank Sinatra. That's right. There we go. Yeah, gotta love Frank. Absolutely. Because you know when Frank was probably performing, there were at least... Ten mobsters in the room. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? And Don Rickles. The, the, all those people were, yeah. were definitely in the room. Nothing like whacking the guy the night before than going listening to some Frank Sinatra with your gumage and uh, leaving your wife at home. Man, that's one of those uh that's one of those as long as he played Vegas different times and places. I talk about some scenes, man. There's yeah. some, some wild, wild times back then. I told my wife the other day, I was like, you know. Italians really make cheating look cool. <laughs> cheating on your wife? Or oh, just yeah, cheating, yeah, on, cheating on your wife. Like having a goumage and stuff. They just made it so normal. <laughs> like, yeah, we just whack somebody. Hey, you bring your goumage, the maid man comes and slaps you on the cheek and, you know, gives you a breadstick and says, hey, hey how you doing? How you doing? You doing good? Okay, yeah. Here's a hunsky. Go take your goumage out somewhere at night. It's just like, I got my goumage too. It was just so normal, so ordinary. I love it. I think there's a chance you've seen too many movies. I love my yeah, movies. Yeah, I think there's a chance. Maybe. <laughs> I love <laughs> I think you've seen way too many movies. Oh, I think man. That's, that's hey, for sure. if I ever see Martin Scorsese out, I'm dapping them up. Yeah. I'm dapping them up for sure. That's my guy. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah, man. Frank Sinatra, Mobsters in the Room. Gotta hey, love it. There you go. Frank Sinatra getting us started today musically. We hope you have your good Christmas music rolling, if that's what you like. Or if not, maybe you get away from your Christmas music this time of year. Um, the um, <laughs> the Specs text line always fired up with different things. 337-3776. Thank you so much for sending us all of that stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you, I'm not sure if I should say who say the name there. Should I say the name? Do you think he would mind? He'd be proud. Would he be proud? Oh, yeah. Our guy Tom McKay from Audiovisual Consultations. <laughs> I decided to make sure my wife woke up with a big smile on her face this morning. I can't have Sharpies in the house anymore. How dare you? How dare you, Tom? Come on now. Hope you're doing well out there, brother. Hope everybody is doing well and is dry and safe today. It is a wet, cold day, and it'll get even colder later this week. Lots of football to get to, so uh, let's dig into the NFL a little bit. It was such a wild weekend in the NFL, uh, starting Saturday night with the greatest comeback ever, uh, yesterday with this Patriots thing, but let's start with the Cowboys. They are our big, the our other big circus around here besides the Longhorns. Good Longhorn news to start the show. Uh, Mail, I'm like good news. You're happy for Bijan Robinson moving on. Expected Longhorn news, and certainly, yeah. and the Texas volleyball team won a national and volleyball. Big news there. If you're a Cowboys fan, probably not the day you were looking for necessarily. But I got to tell you, Zay, I wore the Cowboys shirt today because I knew nobody else would. I know everybody's dogging on them today and ripping on them. For some reason, I'm not that devastated by what happened yesterday. I told you at the beginning of the three-game stretch against the AFC South, I just needed the Cowboys to get three wins. I thought each of the games had its own danger, and twice I was proven right. 
Last week, they barely get out of it. And you could argue the Texans were making decisions to lose the game. This week, they play a better team in the AFC South that was making decisions to win the game, and they couldn't get themselves out of it. So I'd love to hear from Cowboys fans today. What's your biggest concern? Did something massive change for you yesterday? Did they go from a Super Bowl team to not yesterday? Because that's not where I had them at kickoff. So you tell me. I'm the Cowboys fan that's called self-loathing. I'm the one that's called... You know, I'm the one that's way too much on the realistic side. For those of you that were out there dreaming of a Super Bowl, what bothered you the most about yesterday? What happened to you yesterday watching the Cowboys? That's what I want to know. Cowboys lose in overtime to Jacksonville and Manzay. Some of the big issues we talked about with this team, they keep coming back and they keep getting the not the worst injuries possible, but they keep having big injuries occur to this team. Yeah. Especially yeah. on the defensive side. Yeah, and I've talked about it all season long. In order to win a Super Bowl, you've got to be a little bit lucky. And that luck is really just being healthy at the end of, you know, when it comes to February, if you get that far. And it seems like the Cowboys have had a lot of bad luck lately, especially in that secondary when Anthony Brown went out. It, they've become very vulnerable back there, even with that pass rush. And you got to give – you know, kudos and show love to Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. He showed yesterday why he's the number one pick. He showed why he's been so highly decorated over the course of his high school career in Georgia. Then the Clemson winning a national championship with Dabo, and now he's playing in the NFL, which is the first time he's had to face true adversity. Clearly, last year, we got to scratch that year off because he didn't get his fair due with Urban Meyer. That was an absolute circus. Now you have a Super Bowl winning coach in Doug Peterson who outcoached Mike McCarthy yesterday. Let's just keep it 100. He did, especially with McCarthy going for it on that third and 10 allowing the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars to make another drive and put themselves in field goal position to tie the game and force it into overtime. So I'm, I'm like you. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but if I were, I wouldn't be tripping off this game. That Jaguars team, they're talented. They got a yep. lot of guys, you know, Travis Etienne, he was solid uh, yesterday, 103 yards, 19 carries. Shout out to Austin High alum. I talked about him last yes, week. Yes, you have. Zay Jones. Jeez. He showed out. Him and Trevor Lawrence. This was why J.D. Lewis told me to sit Christian Kirk this week, which I didn't listen to him. We'll get to that in a minute. We won, by the way. But <laughs> he told me not to start Christian Kirk because he said Zay Jones has emerged as Trevor Lawrence, number one guy. And three touchdowns later yesterday, here we are now. So you, you paid all that money to your boy Christian Kirk, the Aggie. They got Marvin Jones, who scored yesterday. He's talented. Uh, uh, Evan Ingram, he's a very underrated tight end. And I thought that play towards the end of the game where the ref signaled him inbounds, but he really got out. They, the review team went under two minutes. They went and looked at it. They got that call. It was allowed to it allowed the Jaguars to preserve that timeout where they could push the ball some more and call it when they got in the field goal position. And then, yeah, that Dak interception. And I was just praising Noah Brown last week, Chad. Yeah, you were. I was just praising, homie. He had one of those same drop interceptions last week against the te Texans, but he redeemed himself with that diving catch. You fast forward to this weekend, even though he had a touchdown, 
He smoked the hell out of that interception, and Jenkins, who had 18 tackles yesterday, took it to the house. Ball game. Brutal loss. Could that guy have had a better game, Jenkins? Is there any way he could have had a better football game? Which, like, how do you look at that as a cornerback? Because you ain't supposed to have no 18 tackles, dog. That means they're testing you. That means they don't have that much respect for you. That's true. Deion Sanders, what do you always say? Yeah, I didn't have any tackles. People say I couldn't tackle because nobody threw to my side. Who I have to tackle? Dude, he was what an amazing game. Yeah, the 18 tackles, two picks, one to the house to win the game. Uh, Here's some of the response we're getting on the Specs text line. Dak is not a championship-level quarterback. Yep, knew that one before yesterday. Dallas defense, yep, knew that one. We were talking about that one back at the Bears. Even if the Bears win, talking about that rush defense. Likely one and done, still likely one and done. Hope for better. Yep, it's kind of what we knew, too. Anyone thinking Dak is a Super Bowl-leading quarterback needs their head check? Yep, I would have told you that before yesterday. Our se- the secondary's in trouble other than Diggs. Kelvin Joseph is a bust. Would have told you that before kick. Coaching definitely would have told you that before kick. Dallas is in the playoffs thanks to the Giants. They're not winning their division. Last three games are now irrelevant except for seeding. Yes. All of those things are changed. This one says no. Nothing has changed, Chad. McCartney, uh, McCartney, M- M- <laughs> McCarthy uh, is still the coach, and with him, they suck. Go Pokes. I wouldn't say they suck. They are what they are with Mike McCarthy. And for that matter, with Dak Prescott and with Kellen Moore calling the plays. So I think we're just seeing kind of the limitations of this team. At times, they can be really good at stuff. Zay, I don't think they're, at this moment, I don't think they're great at anything. And that's the, that should, that's the sobering part for Cowboys fans. This defense, when you're giving up 7.2 a carry, when, when a team can get about 200 yards on you in the NFL, you're not an elite defense. No. You're just not. And your guy number 11, I love him too. Love Micah Parsons. By the end of the year, he might not be your defensive MVP. Oh, hell no. If this keeps up. No, 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 no. You know? it's, not, it's not his no more. It's, it's Nick Bosa's to lose. It's somebody else's now, right. So you got all that going on. It's a tough thing to see. And whatever happens in this Philadelphia game, now you have kind of made it meaningless because you lost another game of ground. So now even if Philadelphia does slip and you beat them, it's not enough. It's meaningless for the standings. It's not meaningless for your psyche. Now that's true. That's that. I agree know, with you there. You know, for their psyche, if they come in and win next week, which it's in Dallas, correct? It is. Yeah, if they come in and win next week, then all those people that are talking all this spit on the Specs text line, they might be have a change of thought. This is the NFL. We just saw the Houston Texans play the same Cowboys tough last week and play a team that has a huge chance of winning the Super Bowl in overtime this week where they had to force a fumble on David Mills just to win the game. Dude, this I thought the, they had him. I the really nas- did. This is the National Football League. It's week to week. You're right. And you just mentioned Micah Parsons. People were wondering, Zay, Chad, why the hell are y'all talking about Micah talking mess about Jalen Hurts? He's supposed to do those things. You just gave up 500 yards to not Jalen Hurts' defense, but on the offense, but uh, Trevor Lawrence' offense, which he ain't even nowhere close to Jalen Hurts right now. You just made Kay Jones look like Antonio Brown or or T.O. in their prime. Yeah. Zay Jones went crazy, and I I love Zay Jones. I'm glad he's having a terrific career out of Austin High. Now Eastern uh, went to Eastern Carolina. Now at the Jacksonville Jaguars, doing big time things. I love that ATX represent. And by the way, the other part of it for Parsons, we didn't maybe get into the X's and O's part. If I'm Micah, the other reason I keep my mouth shut and be real careful how I talk about the Eagles or anybody else is because I know what we've lost off the back end of my defense. We know it. 
He knows what Anthony Brown being gone means. He knows what Jordan Lewis being gone means. During this game, they lost, you know, Leighton Van Der Esch. Not that he knew that was coming. But he knows. Yeah, it was coming eventually. He knows, Zay. And when Joseph reached out to try to keep Zay Jones from going by him, and he just burns him on that 59-yarder, you knew. And by the way, that's the moment I knew it was a ball game. It was 27-10 at that point, right? Yes, that sequence at Mm. 27-10 when Jacksonville scored that fast. And it's 27-17. This is before the fumble. The fumble really told me, oh, good Lord, now they just have to survive. But the moment Trevor Lawrence took those couple big steps to his right and just went, I mean, laser beam down the sideline to Jones, I realized, okay, now it's 10 with about five minutes to go in the third quarter. The Cowboys better be ready for a knockdown drag out to the finish line because now they're in a ball game officially. Yeah. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, he showed me something yesterday. He, he showed me why he's been, you know, in these Gatorade commercials. Because I, I saw in the early of the year, beginning of the season, him in this Gatorade commercials, him riding a bike with these little kids and stuff. And I'm like, yo, you ain't on this level yet. Like Michael Jordan was doing Gatorade commercials, my guy. Mm. Let's put some like Gatorade. I don't know if we're losing stuff. I don't know. I'm a body armor guy. But I don't think you deserve to be on Gatorade right just yet. Now, he deserves to be a little hydrated. After what I saw yesterday. You'll allow the hydration? Yeah, yeah. I'll allow the hydration. You know, even the fumble he had where he escaped, where he tucked his head and bent down, like, that was incredible. Yeah, that was a great play up until that moment. Up until until he fumbled, but, you know, and that's kind of, he he has to protect the ball. But still, him being at 6'6", the way that he can move, he's way more athletic than people give him credit for. And he made some big-time throws yesterday, four touchdowns, only one interception. The, The first touchdown Dak had, that was awful. I mean, I mean, interception, that was terrible. That's a bad throw. And that's at 27-17. That's the other thing. Thankfully, I think they only allowed a field goal. No, no, no. Did they allow a touchdown off of that? Because it went. I can't remember what. uh, Let's see. It was 27. No, no, it was a touchdown. Yeah, they allowed a touchdown off of it. That's the Marvin Jones 10-yard pass. Okay. And now it's 27-24. You're not even to the fourth quarter yet, and you've officially let them all the way back in the game, and you're at one score. So real quick for you, that last interception. You put it all on Noah Brown, or you go a little bit Dak, a little bit Noah Brown? Uh, I'll say 70% Noah Brown, 30% Dak. Okay. It was that, low. Because if you go back and look at the, the pieces you're putting together there, if I'm not mistaken, Noah is moving to the right of the play. So he had to dive back. Dak's throwing to the left of the play, and the ball is like skidding. You know, the ball's headed away from him. He's got to reach out and slide at the same time. Actually, no, he's going towards – I think they're both going towards the left side, but still. Yeah, it might be 50-50. There. He's got to slide and throw his hands out there. That's, that's one of those throws for Dak. And this is what really should, to me, should concern you if you're a Cowboys fan. Deep in your soul, Cowboys fans, just think it to yourself. Don't you have to say it out loud. In a playoff game, who do you trust to hit an NFL window more? Dak Prescott or Tom Brady? Right. So that's the matchup you're probably looking at. At least right now it is. I think we all would agree you're trusting Brady to throw the ball to that spot. That's one of those little moments where Dak can be just a little bit off. Yeah, but I just a hair off, and it can cost you something like that. Yeah, but the way the Buccaneers look this week, and the Bengals are good. They're really oh, good. Oh, that's a whole other issue, too. Yeah. But that, yeah, Tom has his own issues. And I think if you get pressure on them, then, you know, especially at 45, this ain't that same Tom Brady we saw, in the, shoot, even 
two two months ago, two weeks or uh, two years ago. Yeah, if the Cowboys play the Bucks in Tampa, they don't need an officiating crew. They need a th- bunch of therapists, is what they need, because yeah. those two football teams are a mess right now. Both gave up seventeen point leads yesterday. Speaking of officiating crew. Taylor Heineke needs an apology from the NFL oh, today. I knew this, this was coming. This is so bogus. I knew it was what coming. What a smoke job. <laughs> what a, a smoke job. Wait a minute, Zay. Do you not know the part of the rule book where it says you're allowed to climb up on top of a guy's back as the ball is in flight? You didn't what? see that rule? Good grief, man. Curtis, that's a pass interference. He's holding his arm. How can I lift my hands up and arms up to catch the ball if he's grabbing my arm? <laughs> Rewind, Terry McLaurin, a ref. Am I good? Am I good? Am I on the line? I'm pointing at you. I'm checking at you. The ref, yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Ref said he was good, then threw the flag. Then threw the flag. That ref should be fined. That's the one out the lead. It's one of those basic things they tell you. If he responds to you, that means you're good. It's on him if he responds to you. I agree with you, man. Washington got hammered a couple big times there late in that ball game. That last one specifically, though, I understand it's a big moment. It's in the end zone. It's it's a helping decide a game. I get it. That's pi. It's bad man. <laughs> you have to call that That's bad. And my man Heineke, like Kayvon Thibodeau, that play that he made was stupid, crazy. Where he strip sacked Heineke, yep. scooped the ball, and then tumbled in the end zone. He definitely showed why he's a first round draft pick. And you know, people are saying he should have been over Aiden Hutchinson, but we'll see in about five years or so. But yeah, Commanders, they got. Hosed. Yep. Somebody hosed. somebody texted us those exact words. Commanders got hosed on the text line. 337-3776. More on that crazy Cowboys loss. Let us know what you think. That crazy play to end the Beng- uh, Bengals, the Patriots-Raiders game. We'll get to that. Plus, in the crap bag, what did Tom Brady say that pissed off the Cincinnati defense? Nowadays, it doesn't take much. Your latest bulletin board story coming up on the Horn. All right, rolling on with the Christmas music today. Jackson 5. There we go. Mm-hmm. We're off to a good start. There we go. Young Michael Jackson. This is like, what is this? This is like Mike at 6, 8? I don't know about that young, but. Maybe 10? I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were signed with Motown by then. Yeah. I don't know when they signed with Motown, but yeah, probably around 10, 11. I don't know. Michael Jackson. Could sing from the beginning. Was a superstar from the beginning. Jackson 5 and Frank Sinatra. We should have had an era when Michael Jackson was able to do like Vegas residencies. He never did that, did he? No. He was too big. Way too big. He was too too monstrous. Nobody could figure that out. You know, what's ironic about this song? You'll hear Michael Jackson say, No! Right here we go. Okay, so I'm going to tell my dad. Here we go. Mike was clearly seeing some stuff, because ain't no way Santa's dumb enough to mess with Joe Jackson's wife. Mm. If Joe's going to beat them, his own flesh and blood like that, what would he do to Santa? 
Santa ain't delivering no more presents forever if Joe Jackson gets his hands yeah, on Santa be, Santa Claus. Santa be stuck in that chimney forever. Yeah, yeah. So it's clearly it's Joe playing Santa. But <laughs> if, if Mike ever saw actual Santa yeah. messing with um, that's true. What they call they call her just mother. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you never seen know. Jackson Five American Dream, the no, biopic? No, no, oh, no. You gotta see. I that. watched a little bit of the beginning of that one, but I never, I never got through the whole thing. Okay, it's a six-hour movie. Yeah, exactly. I like <laughs> I, I, I couldn't commit to okay. that long. Yeah, you gotta watch it kind of like a TV show series. Yeah, I, I've not committed myself to the <laughs> whole run of that Jackson Five. Every time there's an age change, you stop it and then wait. Oh, okay. Like, wa- watch it like that. Whenever watch Michael... Them, yeah, watch okay. them when they're young and Gary. Stop it. I or see. watch them early on. Watch, like, Joe and right. Mother meet and stuff. And then when the kids are born, stop it. When they go to L.A. and see Barry Gordy and stuff, stop that. When Mike gets older and then has his head burned on the Pepsi commercial, stop it there. And then you can balance it out. Okay. About it. five days. Somebody says that song was released in 1970 and he was 12. 12-year-old Michael Jackson. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, lots of stuff going on in the NFL. Uh, also, the big news out of uh, Longhorn football today, Bijan Robinson officially announcing that he's going pro. Joe Cook of Inside Texas was over at the media event. We'll do our normal uh, talk with him coming up here at 105. He'll let us know what Bijan had to say, get some thoughts on Texas getting ready for Washington. Now, officially without Bijan, although we assume the team already knew that. Uh, we'll get into that. Obviously, we've mentioned Texas volleyball winning the national title cowboys losing the crazy game to jacksonville in overtime and a little more nfl for you here in the crap bag including what tom brady said to piss off the Bengals. here we go chad's crap bag crap bag if you need an easy way to remember it just think of a bag of crap brought to you by av consultations 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com it does not take much sometimes we talked about micah parsons last week just the way you phrase one thing one sentence when he said oh yeah they kind of snipped it out of there yeah they did micah and that's all it takes nowadays in fact it happens to the best of them it happens to the guy that most people call the goat Tom Brady does a weekly podcast. We all know this by now. Sirius XM, the Let's Go podcast. Tom Brady was talking about the Bengals last week, Zay, and he said that their defense was, quote, fairly tough. Mm. Just those two words got Cincinnati's attention. The defenders poked fun at the comments after forcing four turnovers in the win. Quoting, who is this? Linebacker Jermaine Pratt. Hearing that from an old savvy vet from him, we're a fairly tough defense with four turnovers. What would you say? Tough as nails? And now they're saying that they're a defense that is tough as nails. Uh, somebody, One of the other players said, well, that's how we played in the first half. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, that is B.J. Hill. Says, but we just came out in the second half and played our tails off. Other guys making comments. And uh, Tom Brady admitted to the fumbles being his fault. Said they were you know, on him, uncharacteristic. But in the end... Sometimes a little phrase like that can even, you know, can get guys' attention. And the Bengals came all the way back, won a game. That is the first time in 90 games that a Brady led team lost a home game after leading by 17. 
Yeah, it's been a very uncharacteristic season for Tom Brady and the Tom Brady team. It's nuts how they're still first in the uh, NFC South. NFC South is just abysmal. Thanks to the Steelers yesterday. Yeah, Steelers handling the Panthers. Otherwise, they'd be tied right now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the Panthers beat the Bucs in the first game. Weird, man. So if the the Panthers can just find a tie... And and they're going to play them again. Yeah. I can't remember if it's this week or next week, but they're about to play them again. And if they can get that win, <laughs> the Panthers, if they win out, they will win that division. Yeah, NFL is absolutely insane, but that's what, exactly what makes it fun. With that Buccaneers-Bengals game, I mean, Brady and the Bucks they're up 17-3 to at half. And then all the turnovers in the second half, the Bengals didn't have to start on their, you know, on their side of the field once in the second half. So all those points that they put yeah. up, you know, they put up all like what 30, 31 points all in the second half. That was in the Buccaneers across their yeah. 50 yard line. So they had good field position on the whole second half. And Joe Burrow started putting stuff on the money. They only had 237 total yards, but they ended up winning the game by 11. Yeah, I think you're being nice just to say side of the field. I felt like now nah, I'm also a Bucks fan. I felt like every one of them was the red zone practically. Yeah. They were up, it started with the fake punt call. Set up 17-3. They called a fake punt. That was dumb. Come on, Bulls. Touchdown off of that. Actually, that was a field goal they got off of that. I think it was 17-6 at that point. Then a basic fumble deep in your own territory. That resulted in a touchdown. Now it's 17-13, I believe is how that rolled out. And then you did it again. Another fumble, just a straight-up handoff. Leonard Fournette couldn't figure out, and they give it right back to him, and they you know, they go off again. The Bengals scored in the third quarter. They scored the field goal with 12 minutes to go, touchdown with about six minutes to go, touchdown with about three minutes to go, touchdown to start the fourth quarter, and it was 27-17 in the blink of an eye. Five plays, seven plays, five plays, eight plays. The drives went 13 31, 13, and 39 yards. <laughs> so I was wrong. Zay, you were, you, were, you were correct. It was not all in the red zone. It just felt that way to me watching the game. But everything was their side of the field. You're just handing Joe Burrow opportunities. Yeah, and what does that do to your defense's mental state? Like, oh, man, now we got to face a really good offense with good field position. Now that everybody's getting healthy on that team, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon came back yesterday, even though P. Ryan has been a good number two back. Joe Burrow starting to get his mojo back. The defense looks good, and they're right there looking like the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. They're going to be another tough out. Yeah, no doubt. That was a wild game. So there were three different games, Cowboys, Bucks, and then, of course, the Minnesota indie game where a team gave up a 17 point lead now it's even more than that if you're a houston fan you get to get rid of kind of the buffalo game remember the buffalo game was a playoff game though but now the largest comeback ever is 33 points not 32 largest playoff comeback is still 32 and the bills and oilers and the largest super bowl comeback is that 28-3 game of course so matt ryan has had to eat the regular season version and the Super Bowl version of the biggest comeback ever. Zay, we do not have enough time to go over every way the Colts gave that game back to them. That was unreal. I forgot about it at 33 nothing. Thank God we were visiting the in-laws, and my father-in-law just kept checking back in because he hates commercials so much, and we kept checking back in. I'm like, well, maybe we should watch. 
Now we should definitely watch. I was I was going to forget about it. I cannot believe they let thirty three nothing go. Oh, your boy was sweating like Gary Patterson on a hundred degree day because I started Kirk Cousins on my fantasy football team. Oh, so first wow. half. First half, when they're down 33-0, Kirk Cousins has zero fantasy points. Mm. So I'm like, well, this is it. I'm basically This is where it is. is. I was like, it's been a good but not so good season. I thought I had a lot of hope, and here we are. Then the second half, I watched the whole game for this reason. Maybe Kurt, maybe they're going to have to throw the football because they're down so much. Just don't bench Kurt. That's why I was like, don't bench him. Let him at least, you know, slug it out and see what happens. Throw the ball down the field. And they did that and then some. Like, just, wow. What a smoke job, Jeff, Saturday, which I'm completely happy with. How they did my man Sam Ellinger, you heard me cuss about it earlier this year. I'm completely happy with the Jeff Saturday Indianapolis Colts blowing the biggest lead in NFL history. Yeah, if there was ever a moment where you thought Jeff Saturday might somehow get to be an NFL coach next year, it's done now. Now it's it's done. Um, By the way, thanks to our listener who sent us a great still shot of that last Cowboys throw. uh, Another listener says, that throw Dak made was just fine. Brady made plenty of passes like that with the Patriots, but guys like Edelman and Welker could catch the damn ball. Ultimately, that last one is on Noah Brown. Oh, yeah. I, I was wrong. In my mind, for some reason, he was stretching out a little further than he was. There is a good still shot of that. That is, It's not right on his body, but he's got to catch that ball. It may not be the absolute perfect spot, but uh, I think that texture is right. That is not that one's not on Dak. First one's on Dak. The second one's not. But that's kind of the way the Cowboys have been, Zay, over the last few years. You'll get into patterns where Dak's making the good throws, receivers aren't helping him out. Then sometimes it's the receivers can make incredible plays. Dak's not necessarily helping them out. So I mean, think about it. Up to a certain point yesterday, Dak was awesome at like what fifteen out of sixteen. When they were coming out oh, of the, the first half, he was dealing. When they were coming out of the second half, just those numbers he was putting up were incredible. Uh, obviously, one throw he didn't, one throw he'd love to have back, and one catch that Noah Brown would love to have back. The, the pass that he had to Peyton Hendricks shot was a thing of beauty. Great Down throw. the sideline. Yep, like that's an elite big time money. How much he's worth type of throw, but then that one where he overthrew Dalton Schultz. That's why people be hating on him and say that That's he it. ain't a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Because yep. he'll go back and forth. He'll show you that, you know, grade A QB, and then he'll show you a guy that looks like he should be a backup for the rest of his career type throw. Yeah, give you that little up and down, and we saw that uh, yesterday. Cowboys lose and maybe lose all shot at getting the division. They just need to right themselves and uh, get some momentum going into the playoffs. It is the Philly game this Saturday, little Christmas Eve action with the Eagles, 325 kick, and we'll have it for you here on the horn. All right, there's your first hour. Coming up, your 1 o'clock hour starts with some Longhorn discussion. B. John Robinson made it official today, and we'll talk to Joe Cook of Inside Texas about that and the bowl game and a national championship volleyball team as well. Don't move. It's the horn.